Hey y'all, I'm Lit the Small Black Woman, and you're listening to Space Time Music, a podcast exploring the roots, shoots, and branches of music through samples and covers. On today's episode, DJ, not just the president, but also a client. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Your favorite cover is of the song Stay by Rihanna featuring Mickey Echo. Don't know who that is. But before we get into that, I want to dig into your music profile. That's what I like to call it. Mm. To give the listeners a sense of the filter through which you're listening to the music and that we'll be exploring on today's episode. So, okay, yeah. I sent you the questionnaire before so you could really... That sounds so organized the way you just said it all. Well, I write it down. Oh, because I felt like my thinking is not organized at all, and I don't know really what we're talking about very much. If it's going to like lead to anything at all. It, well, the thing is, like when you, I feel like when you answer these questions, it makes you think about what it is that you decide to buy in yeah. music, what uh-huh. you listen to, like what what are your musical priorities, right. what's your musical soul. So I should just shut this PowerPoint presentation off. Yes. You don't want. Okay, right. That's no. it. We'll just talk then. Yes. Just, just, just a little chit chat. Okay. Now I'm interested in your your DJ name. Yeah. Do you know what it's a reference to? I do. Can I can I make a confession? Yes. Can I can I tell you something personal? Are you a hair club for men member? Um, no, I'm not. <laughs> well, what? So the DJ name is a lie, but so is the idea of a DJ. I've never been a DJ. Mm-hmm. I don't have a DJ name. I just chose that because you asked me to choose. Well, yeah, because I want to. I want you to think about like if you were a DJ, oh, yeah. what would you call yourself? Well, like, I don't, if I don't you know were... if I would actually use that, but. So what would you do? Well, I mean, the reason I chose it was because that that phrase has just been bumping around in my mind for a little bit. Because you know, the fella died last year. Oh, he did. He did. Yeah. Oh. And I read the I read his obit, and I thought, you know, yeah, that stuck with me. That <laughs> you stuck to pay with homage. me. No, but it did. His little appeal that he made on late night television with his ad for you know it was a hair mm. club for men, mm-hmm. and he would say this thing, you know. I'm not just the president, I'm also a client. Yeah. And it was like this confession, this deep appeal <laughs> of like, I'm not just making a buck, guys. I, I am going to spray my hair on. I got skin in this game, too. I, literally. Yeah, scalp. Skin. I, I got, got scalp, scalp in this game. That I'm going to cover up a spray, spray paint. I'm going to stoop to this level right alongside you. Yeah. There was something honest. So you were a DJ there. of the people is what you're trying That's to say. That's what I think I'm saying, too. Like, I'm not just a music player. I'm mm-hmm. a music listener. Mm-hmm. I guess that is what I'm, where I'm coming from here. Okay. I'm someone who consumes music. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm, I'm a little bit selfish with music. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I mean, in the way that we all are. Mm-hmm. Because nowadays, you pop them in your ears. There's yeah. no one else who's listening. Mm-hmm. There's no one else who's judging. You just It's just between you and the music, and you choose mm-hmm. what you want. Interesting. That's, that's the way I feel about it. I feel like this is kind of an interesting project that you have here, getting to know people through the music that they listen to, because mm-hmm. it really is something that you don't do for anybody else. Yeah. I mean, maybe if you're at a party, you might put on a song for someone in front of your yeah. car. You might think twice I feel like that's a whole other thing, like playing music for other people. Mm-hmm. But isn't that what a DJ does? But I feel like DJs, the thing about DJs, I'm making a distinction between DJs and putting on music for other people just like in your circle mm. like a dj is hired to play music because that's what they do yeah. like they have their musical perspective right. and they give that to you that's why djs are pissed off when you come up asking them can you play this can you play this yeah. like no 
this is my DJ set. Yeah. This is my expression of music. You don't tell me what to play. Well, the, the one DJ that I know, DJ Whitney Wise or DJ Whitney, I think that's mm-hmm. what's called. Um, she always talks about like reading the room and like giving energy back from the room, and that sort of helps her inform. Although yeah. it's, you're right, it's not like one guy being like, "Hey, can you put on?" Yeah, can you put I mean, on that that's, track? that's a whole other thing. Like yeah. if you see the crowd isn't being like being able to gauge where they are, right? But, but you're it's not, like, it's like you're not listening to Joe Bob just no. coming up to you asking for some random song. Yeah. But I feel like that's different than being in hanging out with your friends and say maybe it's people you don't really know that well yeah. and you want to like impress them exactly. by putting on this song yeah. or you want to test them quote unquote by right. putting on this song and see how they react to right. it I feel like that's a totally different way of interacting with people I just feel like in this point in my life the vast majority of the music that I listen to is in my earbuds when I'm walking someplace yeah I feel like that's how most people listen to music these days yeah. but that's why I feel like it'd be such a selfish a, mm. like a lovely selfish thing mm. selfish not indulgence in the negative. exactly mm. and it's not indulgence as much it's just like but it's just all about you, mm-hmm. you know? There's no one else who has to know about it. Right. <laughs> if you want to, like, listen to whatever bullshit you want to listen to, then who cares? Mm-hmm. Like, the, there's no pretense to it. It's just very honest. I like that about mm-hmm. it. Okay. So let's get into your soul, mm. Mr. Modi. My Nordic soul? You don't have a Nordic soul. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe you do. I, I, I'm, I who, am I, who am I to tell you what your soul I don't is? I have a Nordic soul. <laughs> uh, as far as I know, you have a, a month. Texan soul. Montexan? Montexan soul. <laughs> the sprinkling of Icelandic. Yeah. Um, so what was your first... Was this an LP? I see. Was it a it 45 an LP? It was not an LP. It was a KTL sampler. So whatever okay. size those were. It was like a 7 inch or something like that. Okay. And what, why don't you tell us about that? What was your first... first uh, so an LP, sampler. that's like a record, right? It means long playing. It's like on vinyl. Yeah. I don't know about that stuff because that stuff is like way too old for me. Mm. I don't you remember were, that. So you were born. You, you, there's a one, right? If somebody there was you, a one, you, you whip out the license. There's a there one. was a one. There so you a know, one. you know. There was there was a one. But I, I, honestly, though, I, I feel like records were sort of like a. It was the records were on the way out when I was coming, especially when I was coming up. Like even mm. as a toddler, I remember having this brown Fisher Price tape deck that I just mm-hmm. carried everywhere with me. And I mean, it played cassette tapes. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know what records were until I got to my grandma's house. Wow. And, but Mama dropped me off at Nana's house. Mm-hmm. And Nana would be watching. So your mother didn't play records? No. They, she play, they played tapes. Really? Yeah, they played tapes. We had a tape deck in the house and we had a tape deck in the car too. Huh. And we spent a lot of time in the car. So we listened to a lot of radio, just like radio and, mm-hmm. and then, you know, tape decks. Um, so what was this song? My first record? Mm-hmm. So Mama would drop me off at Nana's house and Nana would be listening to Pat Robertson, The 700 Club in the oh, front Jesus room. Jesus Christ. And I'd be back in the den, and they had like one of the they had a kind of like a swanky '60s den. Mm. Did like it have a, a beaded wild, curtain? No beaded curtain. No. They weren't hippies. They were real. They were real straight folks. Mm. So they, ha- but it was it was just I don't know like fabric choices and like the hardwoods everywhere. It felt like very like old man sort of like gentleman's club back there. Oh, okay, gotcha. But they did have this awesome swing down record player, mm-hmm. and you didn't you couldn't tell it looked like a beautiful piece of furniture, and you mm-hmm. pull this brass handle, and the whole thing would come down and pop out. Mm-hmm. It was like a flower blossoming, mm-hmm. and it was a thing of beauty. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember she had a lot of different records. She had like a lot of different like classical music and stuff like that. But she had a K-Tel sampler, and I don't I don't remember ever signing up for that. I don't remember her getting them in the mail. I just yeah. know she had this one K-Tel sampler, huh. and had Frida Payne on it, and she was in a band of gold. And it was such a 
like an upbeat, thriving, mm-hmm. like one and three sort of like. <laughs> and then she just starts saying, you know, it's just like, how can you resist it? You know what I mean? Here I am in this like super Christian, super white house, and I'm playing like Frida Payne, like not turning up too loud. <laughs> I don't want to like to go up over Pat Robertson's voice. I did. I choreographed like full mega shows and then to that to that song, and I've listened to the song since because it was never like a wildly popular song. Yeah, I don't know it. Oh, really? You never heard it? No. I think it was like a '70s song, but. It starts out with like a drive-in, like, but then there's a sitar in it, I think. Okay. And she's singing about how she's, I mean, it's a breakup song. Yeah. Because she's been left, and all that's mm. left is a band, band of gold. gold. Mm. And all that's left are the dreams I hold for the memories of what love could be. It's so sad. Mm. There's no hope to it all. It's not like a strong, like, I'm going to be okay, you know, that it's kind of breakup a... song. It's just... Sad, sad, sad. But the song is like, oh, that's a bag of gold. It's just like such a pick me up song. But when you're like eight, you're not yeah, listening to the yeah, lyrics. Yeah, you don't listen to the lyrics. You're just like, band of gold with like yeah. the hands. Right, yeah. right. And you're like, ooh, gold, shiny. Mm, yeah. It's my jam. I think that that's sometimes what I would look most forward to when I go over to Nana's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She had no wafers always out too. Those are always tasty. Yeah. No wafers in a dance party. No wafer and a free to pain dance party. Nice. Yeah. And uh, on onward to your first cassette or your most memorable cassette. Oh, World Party! Yeah, I do remember that. That wasn't very remarkable. Mm-hmm. I just remember buying. You know, you could buy like the singles. Yeah, it'd be like three bucks, and it would be an A side and a B side, and they wouldn't come in a plastic no. case. It would be a little cardboard a little sleeve, cardboard, yeah. and you had to push it out something that fit kind of tight. I remember getting this one and feeling very sophisticated because this band was from England. And how old were you? Oh, I don't remember. Maybe or something like mm-hmm. that. So you were fancy pants. But before that, my cousin Lisa, mm. who I thought was the end-all and be-all, she was born in Montana like I was, but she moved to Iowa. She's so cosmopolitan. Iowa. <laughs> she moved to Iowa. And uh, she gave me this mint green, like a pastel color, mm-hmm. sharp boombox. Mm. I don't know if were those the ones these. that were like round and mm-hmm. had like the very round buns? I had a red one. You had a red one? Mm-hmm. Was it red or was it like a pastel red? No, it was red. It was red. Mine red? was like red, red. Because I remember all the ones I would see would be like pastel blue, pastel yeah. green, and the in the buttons were also pastel colors. And mm-hmm. had a shoulder strap, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I took that motherfucker everywhere. Yeah. But the best part with it is that the tape that didn't work anymore. <laughs> It stuck, and the tape that was stuck in it was a Go-Go's tape. Could you play it? Or yeah, you could, you, jump, you, could, you could only play this one Go-Go's out. tape. And it was basically like, it wasn't a mobile stereo, it was like a mobile Go-Go song. And what song was it? It was uh, My, or, Lips Are, My Lips Are Sealed, Okay. which I played over <laughs> and over with headphones, without the headphones. Um, it was... Amazing. I mean, you could, you could use the radio on this, too. Okay. But I love the reliability of always being able to come back and hear this one goddamn Go-Go song. Could and you play is, the other side, just the one side? It wasn't one of those that could flip. Like, Oh, you could flip it. Okay. 
But you'd have to take the tape out to do it. That's what I was asking. Oh, Did like you take it, it out and flip it. Oh, right. Or was yeah, it yeah. one of those that could flip on the inside? No, no it could not flip on the inside. Yep. I don't even know what was on the side of that track. It's still <laughs> stuck inside that sharp someplace. It may be like in the Somewhere basement. Somewhere. I don't even know. I don't, I don't know what happened to it. <laughs> but that song became like the theme song to my like fabulous inner gay life. Mm. The Go Go's, you know? It was yeah. just like, and it, it come from my cousin. Lisa too. But did that, did you, could you articulate that in your mind or, or did it just speak to you? It like, just, could you be like, oh my goodness? Right. It just mm-hmm. felt right. It felt majestic is what it <laughs> felt like. When that song would start, do you know the song? No, the I don't know. The songs I would just like, just like drums. Like, I wasn't big into Go-Go's. And then there's like a bass like, and then she just like, she just says like, she just howls out of the song. She was just like the all-American kid. Yeah. You know what and I mean? And the super dimples. The Jesus. super dimples, the big bows, the riding around in, in the in the ragtop. I mean, mm. she was just privileged, entitled American kid. And so was my cousin Lisa, you know? <laughs> and I just remember thinking like, yes, this is my life. This is what I'm owed. You know? <laughs> this is what it is to like be me. Yes. That's, I'm glad you found that, Jonas. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, DJ of the people. DJ of the people. I think that should be your DJ name. DJ, DJ of, the of, the, of the people. I feel like just saying that I'm of the people already makes me above the people. I feel like I need to connect through here a little bit. Okay. Well, we'll start. It's, it's just, it's That's long. my local embassy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> moving on to your, your CD yeah. that you chose. Um, this is just a real low point, and this is maybe where we don't want to mention my name. <laughs> Well, I did already say it earlier. Maybe I'll edit it out so that, uh, so nobody will know. Even though if they know about our other podcast, they might be able to They're probably going to figure it out. Might figure it out. Uh, do you want me to say it or do you want to say it? I mean, I'll say it. It's fine. It was Paula Abdul's Vibology. Vibology. And it was not mine, to be honest with you. So it wasn't like uh, Opposites Attract or no. Straight Up. Nothing as classic as those tracks. Yeah. It was Vibology, which was they actually did make available, I think, as, a, as an EP or a oh, single or something. Okay. But I remember I got this stereo. Mm-hmm. Mom got me a stereo for my birthday or something like that. And mm-hmm. it's big. And it had detachable speakers on it. Mm-hmm. And it had on top a CD player. I have one of those too, yeah. And I was like, Mom, I want a little CD player. And she was like, what on earth are you going to do with the CD player? You don't have any CDs. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to get and some like, and play them. <laughs> So Ellen Haygood, who was this girl at school, she was so kind. Mm-hmm. She was the first girl to like develop breasts at school, and she had like a little tiny purse that she'd bring to school, and had like three tampons inside it. <laughs> oh my god! And no. every time like a, a girl at school would have her time, no, Ellen would be like the one to be like, okay, let's go. Here we go. Wow, that is hilarious. Yeah. That reminds me of a South Park episode. She was just like gentle. Some of the girls didn't like her though because because she had boobs. Yeah, because she, she had boobs, and because she was also like genuinely a, a kind of person. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like how can you have boobs and be nice? Yeah, exactly. It's overkill. Yeah, it's overkill, and she was there for everybody too. Oh god damn it! How yeah. can, how dare she be a kind human being? Well, she was there for like the cause of gay kid, and, and you know, and she was like, "Here, take this, Paula Abdul. Studio. You're gonna need this <laughs> later." I was like, "All right, I don't even like Paula Abdul." But then I, as soon as I got home, I was just like, "Ah, <laughs> She's like, what? I can't be too again. obvious. I can't give you pet shop boys. Take Paul Abdul. Come on. Work with me here. <laughs> so I got, and that's, I tell you what, uh, Frida Payne stands up. Even that tape that I had, mm-hmm. uh, World Party, and of course the Go Go's are still amazing. 
Uh, oh, Paula. Oh, Paula didn't hold up so well every time. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. She was of the time. Yeah. Very much of her time. But I think also because I had that one CD, I didn't feel enormous pressure to get mm. more than. Because I got Vibology. If I want to yeah. listen to something, I'll just listen to Vibology. So, really? No, but I, later that year, I did get another CD, and I got uh, Weezer's Blue Album. Okay. I loved it. All right. I loved it. They had a song on there called My Name is Jonas, and it was a rock ballad, and there was yelling in it. And you were like, they're speaking to me. They're yelling in it, and they, yeah. I, I, so I like you that close your little teenage door and scream to the top of your lungs? That's right. I did. I screamed with Tom and and then... I think someone had a tape, uh, like a CD player in their car, and we drive around the windows mm. from them and say, and say, My name is Jonas. My name is Jonas. I'm carrying the wheel. <laughs> and of course, that's not my real name. No, it's not your no real name. No one would think no. that. No. Mm-mm. So, yeah, we could, we could yell it out the window. and I, I ended up liking that album. I still like that album. I go back to that album all the time. Huh. Yeah. I can see that the feeling is not mutual. It's just not my, it's not my musical wheelhouse. No. It's not part of my musical soul, and that's okay. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. I do, however, find interesting, not interesting, I feel like this one has maybe more universal appeal, your MP3 memory, not memory, but your choice of what you remember as one of your first MP3s that you yeah. listen to over and over again. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember what my actual first MP3 is that I listened to, mm-hmm. but I remember getting that first iPod. Yeah. Which could hold like a thousand songs or something. And it was so thick. I showed, I I still have mine. Showed it to the kids. They were like, what What in the hell is this? Yeah. Or maybe it might not have even been a thousand songs. It might have been like a hundred. Well, I think it might have been 500. 500, yeah. Yeah. And they had that dial on it. Yep. It was very hard to find anything on there. It was, it was Kate Bush and Kate Cliff. I just remember her. Belting it out. I, I don't think of her as a belter because her voice is so high. I know, but she does. Yeah, no, she's a belter. She's a real belter. I think that all the songs just people belting shit out. But at that time, I was living in New York, and so I was walking a lot. And so I get the I, I get the iPod out, and I think like, what am I going to do today? And then and I always just be like. <laughs> it's always stand by the old standby. Yeah, old standby, exactly. It's made me feel like young, walk around the city, got my tin bottle two bag, you know what I mean? <laughs> what about Weathering Heights, like, really spooked you? Why, what was it about the song? No, I just felt like it was a little bit sophisticated mm. in a way that other tracks I've listened to, like, 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 Exactly. You know, about, you know I love a British album. She's singing about literature. <laughs> yeah. You're on a moor in the fog and the mist. And Heathcliff is just so terrible. Yeah. He's a bad guy. Oh. He's a bad man. He's just a piece of shit, yeah. Heathcliff. Yeah. Oh. So that's why that's why I think it just really it's soon because I was in New York mm. commuting on the L train into Manhattan. Oh, that sounds like hell. Uh, L that train? was fine. It was fine. The L? At, yeah. No, I was on uh, I was on what was the stop? I was on Lorimer. I was on Lorimer stop. Yeah. Okay, now I know that this changes over time. Like in the previous inter- interview I did, uh, DJ Habit mentioned that going out like had different connotations depending on where you are in your life. Mm-hmm. And you came up with a couple depending on how what kind of getting ready you are. I've got two. i got two more. The question is, what is your go-to getting ready to go out musical genre or yeah. song? Yeah. And you've got... 
too, depending on what's going down. Yeah, very different. Very, very different. Mm-hmm. So tell us more. If we are getting ready with the kids, yeah. then seriously, we put this song on sometimes when we're getting ready with the kids. Mm-hmm. And I thought this might be a fun to talk about because it is an Icelandic song. Mm-hmm. And I thought maybe listeners might be interested in some Icelandic music. This is mm-hmm. not one you'll ever run across yeah, because it's not popular at all. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I couldn't even find that on a streaming service until last year. Okay. But we've been listening to this for years. Um, but... You know when you're getting ready with your kids and it's just complete and utter chaos. Mm-hmm. Especially it's winter time and there's yeah. 9,000 things that they have to put mm-hmm. on. And they don't and want to put them on. They don't want to put them on. And as soon as they have any of them on, it starts. I'm so hot. I'm burning up. I'm as hot as the sun. <laughs> it's killing me. I'm going to die. And then uh, you can't find anything that you need. Yeah. And it's just Because you get them ready cramped. first. Yes. And so they're just standing there. Whining, sweating too. I mean, they genuinely <laughs> are very hot because it's very cold outside and it's hot inside these Icelandic houses. It's just bedlam. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I think both of us decided like we can either embrace this mm-hmm. and just think that this is hilarious and here we are in all this mess, mm-hmm. or we can make this a shitty, miserable experience. To be honest with you, sometimes it's still shitty, mm-hmm. miserable. Yeah. But for the most part, we try to be just be like, ha 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 ha! I can't <laughs> believe all of this is happening. And we put this song on. But it's this uh, Icelandic folk singer. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Or her name? Guðjón uh, Rudolf. I don't know what his last name is. Guðjón mm-hmm. Rudolf is, is his artist's mm-hmm. name. I think it's called Gai, maybe sometimes Ooh, too. Gai. G-A-U-I, Gai. Maybe that might just be his nickname. Mm-hmm. But he's not sort of like raffy, delightful, Peter, Paul, and Mary sort of mm-hmm. folk singer. He's more like of a living off the grid, maybe like a Nordic libertarian, Harry Biker sort of folk okay. singer. Okay. I didn't know all this when I first started like listening mm-hmm. to, this, to this one song. Someone gave it to me a long time ago on a camping trip mm-hmm. when I was first getting my like entree into Icelandic camping music. And this one's a fun, fun drinking one that people like to to play on the guitar when they're like when, when they get it. But oh, gotcha. it's basically like he just says where is where is where is where is, and then he like has this laundry list of all these things that he can't place. But the name of the song is. Huan, Huan. Huan. Well, the first thing it says, Huan, Ming, Quad, Huan, Ming, Quad, Huan, Ming. Yeah, mm-hmm. where's my hat? Where's my hat? Where's my hat? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then where's my where's my sweater? Where are my shoes? And he just goes up through all these things, and it just it matches what we're doing mm-hmm. in the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's upbeat, and it's sort of like a wild because between like this these these like long of songs, he goes on these like hooting chants like la 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 and then in the back there's like someone banging on to that prayer bowl like it's just like chaos okay and it's the kind of thing that you can really just like Lean into. Mm. Does that make sense? I got the Carol yeah. Sandberg, is that her name? Yeah, lean, lean into. in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she, yeah, lean in. But yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. I, I feel it. Maybe I went a little awry with that. Well, I'll see if I can find it so okay. we can give them a little sample of the madness. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you can get it now because well, I think it's on Spotify, not on Apple Music. But yeah, yeah. So he put out a best of album mm-hmm. last year, which is the only, and the first time I've ever heard any of his music besides this like mix CD that my friend gave me. Mm-hmm. To 15 Back in the years day. ago. Yeah. But of course, the first track on it is the song that everybody knows in Iceland. And then all the other tracks are terrible. Mm. <laughs> a one hit wonder. Well, when he says best of, it's literally like that Just one Just that one song. song. It's like, well, we got to put some other things <laughs> we on there. We'll, we'll put some things on there. I love the title. He titled it Nokra Leipeningar i Athi Tonnist Fyrir which mm. is uh, 
a few instructions on folk music for beginners, which okay. sounds so fucking smug. It sounds smug and also very dry. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, okay, dude, you got yeah. the one song. Well, the more I find out about him, the more I'm just sort of like, Ugh. Uh, but the song. Yeah. The song, we got to separate the art, art from the artist. Are, yeah. And just live in the moment of mm. the song because it's a great, great song. Okay. And so that's for the kids. What about when the grown ups? Oh, when the grown ups go up. Are ready go, to go. We do something mm, completely mm, different. Mm, that's mm. right. We don't do the mm, 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 much anymore. <laughs> that's not part of our like. Boots and pants and boots and pants and boots and pants and boots and pants. Boots and pants. I feel like that is a part of like my soul. That mm. is that is definitely in there and in my past. Mm. But yeah. yeah, when we do go out, which happens every now and then, on occasion, um, I like a, a band that I've been listening to for a couple of years now. They're called the Irrepressibles, mm. and they put out uh, they just put out an album actually. I haven't listened to it yet. Put an album out in twenty twenty, and it's just one guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it sounds like it's a band, but it's oh, just one dude. It's huge. The productions are huge, mm-hmm. like full orchestrations. Okay. And he's got this falsetto vibrato voice that's very dramatic. Okay. It's, the whole thing is super queer, and I love, like, all the sort of pageantry that he brings to mm-hmm. it. I think I mentioned to you earlier that, like, to me, it's like a auditory representation of this Olympic event mm-hmm. called Rhythmic Gymnastics. <laughs> Do you know about Rhythmic Gymnastics? Yes, I know Rhythmic Gymnastics. So who, I does, the, who doesn't know Rhythmic Gymnastics? Oh, there's gymnastics. plenty of people who don't know about Rhythmic because the first time you see it, you're like, wait, when did they when did they stop the Olympics? And <laughs> when did it turn into this like middle school dance for, like recital? It reminds me happen? of like toddlers and tears a little bit. Because but they're so weirdly flexible, those little girls. But they're little. They like bend themselves in half and like toss a ball up five hundred feet, yeah. twirl, pirouette, do a flip, splits, catch the ball. It's and you're crazy. like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. Some of the some of the <laughs> shit they can do is in human it's freaky it's superhuman is what it is <laughs> yes and beyond it's beyond it is it's beyond and the whole event is beyond mm-hmm. their makeup they're like the looks in their eyes mm-hmm. of like what happened to my child like the little porcelain dolls little not dolls the little statuettes yes. with the, like little teardrop little precious precious moments precious it, moments. Like, precious moments come to life yes it, it's the whole precious moments events for the olympics <laughs> And it's just so weird that it's an Olympic event, too. It is. Because all this is happening, right? But then there's a panel of judges who are, like, judging them, like, why they pour out their soul. <laughs> that they've, like, warped into these, like, tiny, flexible bodies for what, what's, well, why did they do that again? I don't know. Yeah. Please enjoy the show. <laughs> you know what I mean? But we're going to judge it. But I feel like his music is, like, an auditory representation of that. There's okay. such pageantry and drama and mm-hmm. melancholy and ribbons and balls <laughs> and, you know, it's just, like... What's the other thing? Hoops, right? Hoops, yeah, they can use hoops. That's yeah. right, too. But his, yeah, the, the whole, the arrangements are super Baroque. Mm. There's like reeded instruments like oboes and uh, bassoons. And Is it's there a really, harpsichord up in there? Well, yeah, there, I think you've listened to the track, I think, right? No, I haven't. Really? I'm just, you said Baroque, so I said harpsichord. Yeah, no, there are. There's totally harpsichord in it. And mm-hmm. actually, I couldn't place it until you just said that, but that's exactly what it is. And he sings in these like falsetto voices. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it's. It's amazing. Okay, wait, I feel like I should listen to it. The really beautiful song on it, when it really gets me, it might be going out and they're just opening your eyes. It's gorgeous.
But if you're, you're, this is like when you're like getting your hair just right. And you're picking out some good, good pants, you know what I mean? And you're like, That's very oh. dramatic. Yeah, but that's what you want when yeah, you're like. That's true. When you're hitting the town, you want mm-hmm. high drama. Yeah. You want high drama then. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> no one else is going to bring that except for you and the music that you choose, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Wow. So that that's your soul. Part of your soul. A little bit of your soul. Oh, definitely. Definitely. But what about when it's very Iceland outside? Uh, it when it's a rainy day, lot. it's cloudy. What's your rainy day contemplative, introspective, pensive music? Um, what changes, I think, a lot. I yeah. For a long time, it was Cat Power, and I still listen to Cat Power a lot. Mm-hmm. She's sort of my, like, diner's club, slow, like, slow, slow slowing down, cool mm-hmm. down, low register, low energy mm-hmm. mood. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I think more recently, like maybe in the last five or six years, maybe even before that too, maybe like in the last ten years, I've been really interested in this artist called Perfume Genius, mm-hmm. who's also, it's not a band, it's just, just it's a, a solo artist. Or yeah. a lady or a person. Yeah. And um, I'm just really into the music he makes, and uh, he manages it to bring everything way down. Mm-hmm. He's very low-key, mm-hmm. but he, he manages to do it without being super mopey. Okay, uh, that's good. And he's also, he sings about, he like does a lot of queer music and engages a lot of queer things, which I like, mm-hmm. uh, or I find interesting, that sort of speaks to mm-hmm. some, some of my experiences too. Because mm-hmm. uh, like you don't find that a lot. Like even, well, I'm, I'm just saying like in more mainstream music, like even if people were, if there were queer artists, they would alter their lyrics right. where they talked about a little bit to make it seem more heteronormative. Totally, yeah. Whereas I feel like now you find a lot more artists who feel free to just be like, especially if you can just put it out however you want to. Right. You can be like, no, this is my song, yeah. and this is what I want to sing about. Well, so so many pop songs, especially, are just sort of sung in this super lyrical voice, where it could be about about anyone yeah. singing about anyone else, regardless of gender. Yeah. But I like that his songs are super specific about some queer experience mm-hmm. stuff, and some of his music is just like queer in and of itself because it's sort of is defying convention a bit mm. and a lot of it is super experimental mm. but at the end of the day it's really enjoyable mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what I really like about it is that it's not experimental in the way that you're meant to engage with it intellectually yeah I feel like I'm on my feels when, mm-hmm. when, when I hear when I hear this music someone's really really sad but like I said it's sort of sad in a wistful way yeah not in a like doesn't bring you down into the depths of despair exactly which is a lot of queer like story writing and movies yeah. and it can do where it's just like things were bad and then oh they got worse <laughs> yeah, and you're like um, okay. I don't know if I want to go in there yeah exactly especially when it's raining outside already yeah it's like I'm already feeling a little low but he dwells but on you that want play. it to be just like a little like gently cradled yeah yes 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 mm-hmm. and the beauty of the music definitely does that because his music is beautiful mm-hmm. but I like the way that he can also really embrace some ugly moments mm-hmm. and he can just sort of say like the, the, the these moments are what they are mm-hmm. and we shouldn't we shouldn't turn away from them mm-hmm. we should embrace them as part of who we are and they're part of our experience and they have something to say to us just as much as these happy things do mm-hmm. and just as much mm-hmm. as these really beautiful things do which I like that yeah, I like yeah. that notion that instinct feels right to me mm-hmm. so yeah I, I, I like his I, li- I like his I like his music a lot Nice. Yeah. I haven't listened to them. I will have to check them out. Yeah. The two really good songs mm-hmm. that I like is uh, Mr. Peters. Oof, I think that's what it's called now. 
I'll I'll write it down and it's then a, I'll it, see if I can find it. It's about a teacher who got a little inappropriate with him in oh. elementary school. <gasps> That's good though, but it's very no, it's oh. not. It's not an icky song. It's just it's just good. It's just okay. good. He sort of you just got to take it for what it is. What's the, the other one? Queen. Oh, it's amazing. Okay. That one's like a real. And I'm going to put all of these in the show notes. So if people want to go back and like investigate further, they can go down their own little musical rabbit holes inspired by the DJ who, your DJ name is so long. I know. Inspired by DJ, not just the president, but also a client. Can we just say not just the president? Not just, okay. DJ, not just the president. DJ, not just the president. So you can, you know, dig into it. It's Mr. Peterson. Mr. Peterson. Yeah. Oh, I had a teacher named Mr. Peterson. He was nice. Oh, my God. He was really nice. I doubt it. He was like a science teacher in high school. This fellow's from the Midwest. Mm. Which you are not. No. So I'm thinking maybe it's not the same Mr. Peterson. Probably not. No. Um, oh, the bells. God damn bells. Rock the bells. But check this. I think you might like this, this, this stuff, too. The songs are, real, are really well written. That's it. It's just two o'clock. Just two o'clock. Yeah. yeah. Right. If is there more in there? Do we need to make some more? Oh, I should find out what. Oh, that was episode. Oh, yeah, I'll put that on there. And so that's what you do on your rainy days. But what is just like? What are you listening to now? What's your your go to tones for day to day? Or are you going about your business? Well, I was listening to this podcast I listen to sometimes. Oh. Yeah, it's by this small black woman called Lydia. I don't know if you know her or not. Huh. It's sort of like a thing I found. and I really? listened to it. I listened to it. Yeah. Oh. And there was, um, I don't remember what the episode was, actually, but it reminded me of a song that I already knew about. Mm. It's episode 11. Oh, is it episode 11? Yeah. Do you know, do you know the song I'm going to say? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hot Brass 8? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you just said it's by Hot Brass 8, but the song is... Sexual healing. Because you're dirty. You're a dirty, dirty boy. Dirty dog. Dirty. <laughs> I, I just, I think it's such a fun, lively, mm. living, for the living sort of song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's got that sort of like New Orleans dirty, dirty sort jazz. Sort of? They're it is. They're no, New it Orleans is like, <laughs> It is. It's like the embodiment of it, actually. Yeah. But you feel it in the recording. You feel them yelling and shouting. You feel like, mm-hmm. I don't you feel like you're there. Yeah. It's one of those very transportative sort of mm-hmm. songs, transportive songs. Mm-hmm. And I really like that, especially in the midst of a cold Icelandic winter. Yeah. It's nice to take the trip to New Orleans for yeah. sexual healing. Well, there's a moment in the song, too, where they sort of shout the lyrics. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, you can't not. You know? Yeah. you got to stab and clap also wherever you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're doing. And you're like, if you're biking, you have to like pull your bike over and just be like. Have a moment. Just have a little second line. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good one. It's a bopper, too. I mean, you can't, like... Yeah. It makes you want to walk down the street like you're in a Mardi Gras parade. Exactly. In a one-man <laughs> Mardi Gras parade. I'm just throwing beads at everybody, invisible beads. <laughs> like, what is he doing What's over there? That looks like a one-man Mardi Gras parade. <laughs> so, uh, Stay by Rihanna. Uh-huh. What spoke to you? Well, it was a... Misunderstanding. It was a misunderstanding. Uh, actually, it was a misunderstanding in several ways, which that was almost my DJ name. DJ misunderstanding. No, 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 no. There's a word. Did I tell you about this? Yes. When you misunderstand a phrase, mm. and the misunderstanding gives the phrase new meaning. Yeah. It's called a mondre, mondegreen. Mm. 
And it's like, you know, that song, the, the Creedence Clearwater song, when everyone thinks it's there's, instead of there's a bad moon on the rise, mm-hmm. there's a bathroom on the right. Oh, okay. It's like, instances <laughs> of that, but like, it, apparently it's been happening for, I mean, it's been happening well, all the time, right? Since people had lyrics and exactly. somebody say, what'd you say? What'd you, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I think that there was some phrase where, it was an essay for Harper's in like the 1950s, mm-hmm. and this woman for a long time thought that it was it was some sort of it was like a 17th century poem and he says in the poem the line is like laid him on the green mm. and she misheard it as lady mondragreen oh okay and apparently she went on to like become an academic or something like that and taught people and taught this poem no and for like years and years she thought it was lady, lady mondragreen <laughs> and it was it was this figure in her mind huh. and it turns out she just misheard the line apparently yeah. anyway when Stay first came out, I thought it was a good song. Yeah. You know, I thought it was real unusual, actually, that it became so popular because it was such a slowed down mm-hmm. song. But it was Rihanna, so, like, of course, yeah. it was it was, it was really Bad gal, really. And she, she recruited this other singer in the song, Mickey Echo. Mm-hmm. And I m- mistook that name for Mickey Blanco, mm-hmm. who is one of my favorite artists. Or an artist that I just think is really exciting. Mm-hmm. They're, it's a they're a queer hip hop artist, and I should have known because yeah. Mickey Blanco doesn't do like doesn't ballads, sing. you know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. They're they're more of a hip hop artist. But I'm gonna be honest, hip hop artist. You know, I thought yeah, and I like that it. She I, goes. She dances between genres. Yeah, yeah. But there's something also that really like strikes my inner gong mm-hmm. when a huge celebrity like mm-hmm. Rihanna, yeah, elevates like an, an underrepresented. Wildly talented person mm-hmm. who is like queer, a person of color, or something like that, mm-hmm. and like Beyonce, like Beyonce did with um, uh, Big Freedia mm-hmm. for Formation. I, I, Big Freedia, I'm, I'm, she Bounce. just slays. Oh, she's just amazing. Oh my god, mm-hmm. she's so. I mean, talk about New Orleans. I mean, that is just <laughs> she's just New Orleans on legs. Anyway, um, I, re- I was so excited about that, and I mm-hmm. thought that that was happening in the song. And yeah, it wasn't. It was. It turns out this is like. Some cishet white guy from Shreveport, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. I have no idea who he is. I didn't either. I don't. I think no one knows. No one knew who he is. No one knows who he is except for that he did like he signed with Rihanna on the song. remix for me mm-hmm. and she was like you're gonna love this remix and I'm like oh, I don't I don't think so she's like no they he, they remix as a, as a club track and I was mm-hmm. like 
club music. I don't know. That's like not really my life anymore. And the it's not second, my life anymore. The second she put it on, I was like, oh, this is my life. You know what I mean? <laughs> so who's the remix by? The remix is by this producer. I think he just is like a DJ, basically. His name yeah. is Cyril Hahn. He's a Canadian Swiss producer. Yeah. And he does He's all done sorts tons of, of remixes of everybody. Loads of stuff. He's wildly popular in like the underground DJ scene, but mm-hmm. you can't find this mix anywhere. Yeah, I was looking. And where's that? It's just my music. Very it's like classic dance track. You know what I mean? It's like it's the classic like. What, what, what did you do before? Boots and dance. Boots and dance. Boots But the fact that, but the fact that like he, the like, the whole track is sped up. Mm-hmm. But the but the vocals the are vocals are dropped down. way down. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. It puts it into nice. like juxtaposition well it just puts it into like a male like a man's voice all of a sudden mm-hmm. and I I just there's something that just hits me in the in the fields mm-hmm. when that happens mm-hmm. and I misheard the first lyric <laughs> I th- did I mention this before yes this is another Mondegreen <laughs> but I thought that she was saying or I thought the lyrics were all along it was a freeway mm-hmm. and there was just something that I thought was so just make sure it was recording. <laughs> it was just something that I thought was so nice about that. Mm-hmm. All, that image, like, all along was a freeway. It just made me feel like it wasn't like your classic love song, you know, like, oh, love's just a stroll through the park and mm-hmm. everything wonderful, but mm-hmm. like a freeway, it's a little harried, you're going too fast, you're trying to pay attention to what everyone else is trying to do. And mm-hmm. I don't know, that image just like really worked for me, even though that's not at all. No, that's not what she was saying. What she was saying. No. Yeah. But I don't know, I just, I just sort of like, Live in that in the way I, I heard the song. Mm-hmm. That's the way I prefer to hear it. And the end of the song just sort of like it trailed off a little bit. Mm-hmm. And in the original or in the cover, this in, cover. In this cover, it yeah. doesn't end like a normal dan- dance track does. Mm-hmm. It just like really, it just fit. It just sort of ghosts out. Almost. Okay. But and it, there's something ghosty about the whole track. About yeah, the it voice is. that's singing, and mm-hmm. it's a really Spartan track. Mm-hmm. But also like works well for mixing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, that's very true. That's very true. Mm-hmm. It can be mixed into something else pretty easily. So it works on multiple levels. But I like, I just, there's something that's ghosty about it that is also like that part of my life is mm-hmm. a little bit ghosty. Mm-hmm. And there's something Ooh, that I like intriguing. about that specter. You know, mm-hmm. there's something I like about that nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, that, this remix, I think, mm-hmm. even though it's not really a cover, it speaks to me like probably more than the original does. So I think it's interesting that that is the one cover that you, that that's one of the covers you really like, and that the other one is kind of at the other end oh, totally. of the spectrum. Yeah. And also I find interesting, because I listened to it, uh-huh. it's the cover by Cat Power right. on her album Wanderer, um, is that she, that mis- misheard lyrics, lyric, at least on the track I found on Spotify, mm-hmm. she doesn't even say that part of the song. She, no. That whole first verse is gone. Was, I'm just like, oh. At first I was like, wait, <clears throat> is this the same song? Because it's not. Oh, she just said forget that first verse. Yeah, she kept powers that song hard. Mm-hmm. 
I think that she does she's she does a lot of covers. She did a whole album of covers. Mm. And I think in that album it's called the cover album from ninety nine. Okay. She does a cover of Sea of Love that is just oh. an oh, yes. I know the that saddest one. thing yes. you've ever heard. Because yeah. it's not a sad song. Because it is like with a ukulele or something. No, it's with a um an auto harp. Auto harp. Which that's is probably is. the saddest instrument that you've ever heard. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard that one. It's really, yeah. Because it's like Cat Power and June Carter Cash are like the two people who <laughs> played that, you know, like a tragic, like, tragic oh, one. Oh, all right. But uh, yeah, I think that she did, she does like a Cat Power number on this. Mm-hmm. But I think that's part of the appeal of it, though. And uh, I mean, the, the, the Rihanna version is stripped down, mm-hmm. especially compared to a lot of the other music that she yeah, heard, definitely. Which produced. The Cat Power version, though, mm-hmm. is like super duper stripped mm-hmm. down like the Cat Powers makes Rihanna sound like fully orchestrated <laughs> auto-tuned for the gods you know what I mean mm-hmm. but the I mean because it, when she starts playing you can hear like the pedals in the piano when Cat Power plays starts mm-hmm. playing and she starts playing a different song I think too she's just like it's like she's just sitting down to tickle the ivories you know what yeah. I mean and she just sort of falls into the song and she starts in the middle of the song yeah she doesn't even start it's like she was like singing. It's like she was singing in her head, maybe like yeah. just playing along, singing, and then she's like, "Oh, then I'll." She starts singing out loud. Yeah, like she was following along, but not. Yeah, like she's just her house. It's like, oh, let me just sit down and tickle the ivories. Well, I think that there's also something about Cat Power herself and the sound of her voice and her performance mm-hmm. style that is really that really works for this song. Mm-hmm. I think I told you, like Rihanna is beautiful and it's raw and it's emotional. But there's something about Cat Power. She's older, mm-hmm. and she's—I just feel like she's been around. She's like seen, seen a lot of shit mm-hmm. somehow. Knows yeah. about life, knows about love, mm-hmm. and she reminds me somehow of that like boozy, big-hearted aunt that never mm-hmm. quite made it in life. But she's got that <laughs> studio apartment in a story, and when she goes to visit you, she like sits down to like play you a little song, mm-hmm. and it just is the saddest thing you ever yeah. heard because it's coming from a place of real sadness. experience. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. I went to go. I, I I like Cat Power a lot. I'm a huge fan of Cat Power. Mm-hmm. Um, I w- I saw her when I was in college for the first time at the Women's Center. <laughs> of course. Which is about the size of your living room. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was like. A Meanwhile, of, the football team gets billions of dollars, <laughs> but that's another story. Well, I don't think we even had a football team. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. I hear. I hear. I hear. <laughs> <laughs> they have expanded the Women's Center. I think since then. But it was just like it was. It was a bunch of like. Mopey kids, mm. like no one's looking at each other, <laughs> and the, the social like, awkwardness is just. And then she comes in and she matches everyone because mm. she can. She can. She can hardly make eye contact with people. And I don't know. It's she's like she like famously in her early days she used to turn her chair around so mm. she had to face people when she played. And she did that that night. She turned her chair around so she didn't have to look at anybody. Yeah. And then she just played and played and played. And it was beautiful. Of mm-hmm. course. And now she's much much older. I think she she's like dealt with alcohol and with like abandonment issues anyway yeah she just as humans do she just she just has a sincerity mm-hmm. that fits this song and makes it just mm-hmm. gorgeous yeah not really sure how to feel about it something and the way you Makes me feel like I can't live without you It takes me all the way I want you to stay Want you to stay 
So thanks for coming by, DJ, not just the president. Not just the president. Also a client. <laughs> you shared a lot of music that I'd never heard before. A lot of really? artists I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, because, you know, I kind of stick to my own, even though I venture out yeah. from my my musical safe space, yeah. I don't uh, venture too far. So you can listen to Weezer now, aren't you? What'd you say? You're going to go dig out a Weezer album now? I'm not going to go that far. I think I'm going to check out some more of the other music that yeah. you shared that I thought was really beautiful. Yeah. Um, and I, like I said, I'm going to put it in the show notes so everybody else okay. can also go, go on the same journey, yeah. explore some new music. As always, the songs mentioned in this podcast are listed in the show notes. A link to my A Sample of Cover playlist is also in the show notes, and there you can find almost all of the songs I talk about on this podcast, except, of course, for the infamous remix. Spacetime Music is on Facebook facebook at spacetime music podcast so check that out for more content mini blogs and links to good music this has been spacetime music with lit the sbw and dj not just the president but also a coach. bye y'all